Blog Talk Radio. Burns 
your co-host, and I hope you guys are ready for a great show. We've got a lot going on tonight, and so I hope you guys are excited as excited as we are. Uh, tonight, again, we got a lot going on tonight, so I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time uh, talking and jaw-jacking, uh, but we got a good show tonight, and I hope you guys are ready. So tonight, we're talking. Um, we got news, because we're going to kick us off here in a minute with news. Uh, we got a lot going on there. Then, of course, we're interviewing tonight's social media expert, Justice Wordlong, who's going to talk to us a little bit how we can use that and leverage that to do better in business. And then, of course, we got hot topic tonight. That's going to be uh, the real deal. Hot topic tonight. If you guys haven't seen it, we talking relationships. We talking, um, yeah, we gonna we, we gonna get into that in a moment. And then we got fire. We got Miss uh, the Firestarter herself is gonna be here today, giving us another edition of Passion Talk. So of course, and then of course we got Kels, Q, and Cuzzo, and myself. So. Before we get started, let me once again remind you, if you've got a question or comment at any point, give us a call at 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304. Press the number one if you have a question or a comment, and that way we know that you've got something to say. All right, so let me say what's up to my people real quick, and then we're going to jump into the news. So let me say first. What's up to Miss Shaquille Willis of Elegance by Design? What's going on, Q? Hey, hey, I am doing well this evening. Just finished doing my mom thing with the babies and came back to do the show. It's been a good day. It's cold here in the city, but it's been a good day. <laughs> what's, the, what's the weather like there? Um, it is, I think it's around 30 degrees or something like that. No, it's not that cold. It's... um. We're close to that, though. I want to say low 40, high, you know, it's cold. It's colder than what we wanted to deal with trick-or-treating and all that. So the kids are face-painting at my sister's and having nachos. We just decided not to, especially I've been under the weather and the kids, and we just didn't want to deal with it. So it's chillier than it has been, especially considering we were in, like, 80 degrees on, I think it was Sunday. It got back up to 80 uh-huh. degrees. So one will be oh, sick within okay. a week. It'll be crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know we got that. Who was that war? Yeah. Well, it's, look, we used to this cold, so it's we 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 used to it. So <laughs> it's not bothering us. It doesn't bother us. So. <laughs> All right, let me say what's up to um to my other co-host, Miss Kelly Johnson, the curvy kitten. What's up, Kels? Hey, my um. Voice is just now coming back, so I don't want to hear no jokes. This is uh, Cornelia standing in for Kale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sis, that's the voice of a hard-working woman right there. Nobody's mad at that right. at all. <laughs> so yeah, right. Cornelia right. will be standing in for me tonight. <laughs> well, we hope we hope you feel better. But I'm here. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. We definitely, we definitely hope you feel better. All right, let me say what's up to Cuzzo, Mr. Rashad Ray Chan Chandler. What's up, my dude? I'm back in the land of the living, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm living again. Yeah. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good. Good. Did you have a good weekend? Hey, man. It was my birthday. 
Oh, I said I'm back in the land of the living. <laughs> I'm all right. I saw, I, saw, I saw a couple of pictures. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has everybody has a birthday, man. You know. Yep, that's all good. I had fun. Like you had I, I had fun. Yeah, it looked like you had a good time. That's all that's important. So. Yeah, I had that's a good cool. time. Good, good. All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead uh, and get into this show real quick. See, and uh, let's 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 have a little fun. So, cause I want you to go ahead and kick it off with the news. All right. So, news is brought to us by the good people at Cool Kids Entertainment. We throw parties. We have fun. Let us know when you want to have some fun. We'll come outside and do something for you. So, check it out. Uh, first, let's start with um, Wendy Williams, man. Um, Wow. Um, So they're saying that overheating caused her to fall out. She fell out on a live show. Um, There's not really much more to say about that. So, uh, guys, um, let's start start with uh, Cornelius. Um, I saw the clip. I did see it live, and but I I have mentioned Wendy Williams before. She's been looking sickly for a minute, so uh-huh. um, I think it was more than overheating. But I mean that crown did look a little heavy, so she probably was sweating underneath it. <laughs> the crown. <laughs> <laughs> It was the crown. Heavy as the hand of Right. I, I, I think it was more than that because she's been looking really, really thin. Kelly, you're oh. being real nice. You're being real nice. <laughs> I mean, is Wendy back on that stuff? <laughs> I mean, Grace said, come on, come on. Back on it. Is she back on it? That's what I'm saying. Is she back on that stuff? I know she's been looking real like, skeletorious. Yeah. <laughs> looking like skeletor. Well, I think that's like she might be going through. There was someone on in the group that had shared that she could pop, They say that her husband, for the past 10 years or so, has been having an affair with a woman and has moved her like nine miles away from the home that he and Wendy share. They like take vacations. They like rotate. This man is in a whole second life. They've got pictures of him and this woman riding around the town. She's got this big ass ring on her finger, on the wedding finger, y'all. Like she's, if any of that is true, I can only imagine the level of stress that she is under trying to maintain because she's whenever she speaks about her marriage, her family, she always speaks as though everything is. They're one big normal family behind the cameras. You know what I'm saying? Oh, as long as my mm-hmm. husband loves, looks at me beautiful and my son thinks I'm, you know, mom and all this, everything is all wonderful. <clears throat> so trying to keep up that facade along with having the world know that your man is literally <laughs> when like I reading this article that she shared on that post in the in the group earlier today, like I was dumbfounded at the 
at the extent that he's gone to have this life and how under wraps it's been. So I was thinking to myself, I can only imagine what this woman is really dealing with in the background and still trying to hold up all of this other, you know, that she is being Wendy Williams. But it looked really scary. It, it looked really scary watching that, uh, the replay of her actually passing out. I'm worried for her. Like, it wasn't the least yeah. bit funny to me. It was that something's going on. And, you know, everyone wants to go to WebMD and all that right after, you know, whenever we see something like that. There, I've heard everything from strokes to grandma, uh, grandma seizures. Um, she needs to see a neurologist, all kinds of stuff. So I hope she gets her help. I really do hope that she takes some time and goes to see a doctor in real life because yeah. that was scary to watch, super scary. I hope her life, her personal life can, can get itself together. Cry, 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 cry. I'll just say, you know, I've never been, and I know this doesn't matter at this point in time, but, you know, I've never been just like a super fan of Wendy Williams. Um, not saying that I wished for her to fall down or have a stroke or anything, but I think it's more serious than that. Um, I don't know if she plays with a nose or anything like that, you know. I don't tailor my life in the gossip column, but I will say this. Uh, the the woe in the face, like if you watch the video, the woe in the face, and when I mean the woe in the face, like her eyes lit up like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going on mm-hmm. in my body right now? And then when yeah. that happened, she took like two steps back, and after the two steps back, she collapsed. Man, um, there's something more more to it than just it was hot. So, uh, if anything, you know, just well wishes. Yeah. I agree. Um, in softer news, the world is wondering what happened to the Thunder's airplane. Like, honestly. This thing is flying through the middle of the air. It lands, and all of a sudden, it has a dent in the front of it. Any, like, real thought process? Because <laughs> I've seen everything as crazy as I can't even pronounce the bird to, you know, come on, man. Like, what hit that plane? Like, does anybody have a, a guess at all? Like, what could have possibly happened with that plane? Like, is that not something that, honestly, you think about when you're in it? Like, people fly planes. Well, some people don't like to fly planes at all. And things like that, I'm sure, would tweak your thought process and if you ever wanted to. But, like, <laughs> what for real dented the nose of that plane? Like, people are are kind of sliding past this like that's some funny ha-ha, but this is serious business. You're not just going to slide this. I, that's not just going to slide past me. I Look here. I'm concerned. We're too high up in the air to be playing this game about, oh, we don't know, but you made it, right? Yeah, we made it, but what hit the nose, player? <laughs> I heard on the news before I left this morning that they're planning to do DNA analysis on the nose of the plane. 
Like they want to know somebody flying through the air. Yeah, they want to know like what Superman. Anybody on the plane said anything? Anybody that was riding on the plane? Oh, they have they have uh, little funny clips and whatnot from the Thunder players. But... <laughs> Nick Young says a dinosaur attacked it. <laughs> right. So, you, you know, what? the Thunder players are being funny about it, but this is real. What's that? Yeah. Nick Young says that a, th- a dinosaur attacked the Thunder plane. I've just posted it on the, uh, on the live feed, <laughs> and his face is hilarious. <laughs> He looks like that one guy that you fooled to talk about the drama after the house is burning down behind you. They pulled that one guy. That's what his face looks like. But like, yeah, man, it was crazy. The, the, the play just like you just <laughs> his face is hilarious. This steel shot is yeah, it's funny. But he says a dinosaur attacked the plane. <laughs> just so y'all know. <laughs> Teresa says that it is so true and that someone is lying about the bird situation. That's what Teresa says on the on the live feed. Yeah, yeah. ain't and, no and bird put no dent that big, Whatever it was, like, beat it up. Man. There's, like, whole in the front of this plane. So it's... The only bird I could believe possibly is a full-fledged eagle. It had to be a full-fledged... What would even a full-fledged eagle be doing up that high? Well, eagles fly high. But still, look. <laughs> No, no, no. But only because I've seen the, and if you have not seen this video of a for real eagle do his work, I could believe an eagle could put that dent in that plane, but they didn't hit no eagle. Unless I, they got to find the body of a for real dead eagle for me to I'll bow down to that. But uh, that'll be my only fair guess. And that's just because I've seen the YouTube of that eagle swoop down and do his work on whoever he want to do it on. And the eagle is no joke. Like, when the eagle is real, the eagle is real. But I don't think the eagle was flying as high as a plane. I think planes go higher than the altitude of an eagle, even though eagles soar high. I don't think eagles are soaring where airplanes are. Teresa says a flock of eagles would have had to have done that, not just one. They would have had to a whole family. Yeah, that was that was a mean <laughs> dent, like a Cadillac dent, like they had a Cadillac. Something ain't yeah. right. It was intense. It looked intense, and they said that it felt super crazy in the plane. It felt like Russell Westbrook, I think, said it felt like uh, Superman hit the plane. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, what did they say it felt like? You know what I mean? Because I didn't see the the article, but I want to know what right. they say it felt like. Yeah, I know it was a spaceship. <laughs> it's a piece of a spaceship. I'm gonna start that rumor. It was a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Or questions to Cornelius for further information. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Let me see what else we got that happened in the good news. Oh yeah, so truck attack in Manhattan. Um, my my immediate thing diving in on it is like immediately it was turned into terrorist attack, ISIS, and like 
that to me, you know how like when you read stuff like and they put stuff right at the top to kind of knock you down, it's like, you know what, I don't even really want to read this until I can get like a for real good story on it, but they have a crash in New York and the crash is involving a 29-year-old suspect taken to the hospital for surgery. This is by officials with a, a note supposedly in the car saying that this is in the name of ISIS. Now, this becomes one of those do you buy it stories because it's right here in the soil or is this propaganda that's being pushed against something else? Like, what do y'all think is going on here? I think something's happening. I'm not taking anything away from the fact that there was an attack. Eight people are dead and you know, there are quite a few people hurt, but I also know that people aren't talking about the Mueller investigations as much now. We're not questioning Trump now. Like, we're talking about something else now. So That's my thing. The, the birds the are huge, You know, it's just interesting. The first thing James said was, oh, okay, now we need to talk. Now we need a terrorist attack. Trump is under fire. Now we need a terrorist attack. Like, that's exactly what mm-hmm. he did back and we were talking about it. So mm-hmm. I'm offering it out to those families, but I'm not really putting much past our government right now. It was real hot around that White House until <laughs> until today. Now we, you know, now we're talking about something else. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I just think Core. wouldn't wouldn't ISIS do? <laughs> When ISIS do something bigger, like aren't they known for blowing, you know, running planes in the buildings and things like that? I just think, I don't know. Some of these incidents they involve are. ISIS, I think. When do you have something to say to that? Because they, because I was, I just watched that, and they're they're saying that now ISIS is asking for here, especially here in the United States, they're actually telling the people who empathize with them to weaponize their vehicles. The vehicles are what they're considering a dangerous weapon because if you're in a large area with a lot of people and you're going fast enough, you can do a lot of damage with the vehicle. So that's mm-hmm. like the age, you know, way that they're going about terrorizing the areas that they're targeting is with vehicles. It's crazy. Really crazy. Mm. Yeah. Teresa Cooper says they encourage their followers to do what happened today. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Because, you know, we've gotten, especially in places like New York, they tightened down on terror, on security so much that I think I heard them say that um, New York City is probably the most secure city in the United States because it is such a high target. So they're having to get, I guess, think outside of the box. You can't really track. You can track every car, but you don't know what car is being driven by what person is going to do. You know, you really can't plan for that. And that's kind of what they were saying. Like, even though he's he's alive and he'll come out of surgery and all that, we know what he's going to end up saying. You know what I mean? I'm here. If if it is truly ISIS, if it is truly a terrorist attack, you know, that way, he's going to say what they all say. 
you know, it was it was in, on behalf of Allah and you know all that other stuff, and we're gonna get nowhere. And it's until you know, and it's it's just it's very frustrating. But they were saying at the end of the day, we really won't know who caused this, and we would not have been able to stop it. This is this is the way that they're doing it that we can't really protect ourselves from random acts just like this. There's not a lot of planning. There aren't some wires that you got to follow to see, you know, the, the, the chatter on the dark webs and all that stuff. There really is none of that. It's just go get in your car and ram through a courtyard of people, you know, a, a busy Manhattan street. Like, it's it's madness is what it is, and it's no planning in it. So crazy. Great, 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 great. Well. Teresa said it's becoming the new normal. Yeah. And that's what's sad and scary at the same time, the new normal. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, my main thing is, like you said, your husband say, I'm on the conspiracy side of it. (laughs) It's perfectly timed at the right time. You know, with all respect to all the families that are involved, it's the right time at the right time, and it happened at the right time. And when folks that got money can play games, they will do so. And that's always been a part of our culture. So I'm not going to excuse that, but at the same time, I do not want to low light the fact that I do understand that there are families involved that are dealing with law. So conspiracy theory signed Ray Chance. I ain't buying this one. We need to still be looking at Trump because he could be gone and put in jail. Let's make America great again for real. Don't lose sight of what's really going on. Let's get the whole Trump gang put in jail. Period. We on the way. We got we making moves here. Let's get back to that. That's where we need to focus. That's where we need to stay. That's where it needs to be. In lighter, happier news on the just, you know, we're going to run through it real fast and make everybody smile because, you know, Oklahoma is a little bit of the soil for everybody. L's up to everybody that loves it because Langston is the number eight team in all of the HBCUs. That means every black school in the nation, Langston is number eight in football. We out there doing our thing. Eight and oh, Langston University, number eight. Also, there is a game, they say, in Texas, so you can look that information up online. I'm going to do my best to try and find that information and get it out there. All L's need to be put up this weekend, so if you have a free Saturday, go out and support the good Langston Lions. This is the biggest game of our actual ever is what they're posting it as. And, again, like I said, once I find that information, I'll help share it with you. Football trades, there's a lot of football trades going on. At the end of the day, Kelvin Bryant got traded. And uh, 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 what's that other boy's name? Ajay, he got traded to the Eagles. Yeah, but they also said that, uh, that uh, what's the name, is still going to start. So anybody that matters for your fantasy football, if you're playing fantasy football, Mr. Blunt is still going to start even though Ajay is coming to town. And with that, I'm starting to hit my mark, so it is time for our first song of the evening. And our first song of the evening is brought to you by none other than another length tonight, Elza Anthony J. And his song is called Her.
girl. Pumped about her. Okay. I'm here for you. That's my you favorite. That's my hold favorite. Hold on, Carol. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hold on, hold on. You messing with my flow. Hold on. Hey, girl. <laughs> I know you know I was thinking about you. See, he got to throw. He got to throw some of that in there. This song would be a hit. Right. He got to throw a little. Yeah, yeah man. man. He totally needed a deep talk right now. I, yeah. I, I yeah, see all his mess with the orange juice. Yeah, Jones. he got. Got to have yeah, some orange juice. Yeah. I saw you from a couple. Throw some juice in there, and you ready, boy? <laughs> with some juice at the end. Hey, baby, yeah, I yeah. saw you walking in the rain. Yeah, oh, you didn't come see on. me, but I saw you. Right. And at that moment. With that alley cat coat wearing. <laughs> at that moment, I knew it was you. You were up. I had to have her. Yeah, her. Not all the mother girls, but her. Something yeah. about her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cat daddy style. You know, you know cat daddy style. Well, after that funny um, commercial about the song Her, we're going to go to our dance commercial, which is for Miss Teresa Taylor, the realtor of Oklahoma City. She is with Keller Williams of Central Oklahoma, and she says that she's here to serve you to the fullest. You are her VIP. She's educated, honest, caring, loyal, trusting, and sincere. So if you want to talk with her or get in touch with her, you can email her at TeresaTaylor at KW.com. So if you're looking for a house or need a realtor, hit Miss Teresa Taylor up at TeresaTaylor at KW.com. Something All right. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah, not about. Think about you all the time, all the time. Yeah, come on, man. Rashad, I think we need a shameless plug for more music right about now. Don't you want to send us some music? Hey, man, send y'all music. Global Drive Radio. Gmail.com, man. Send all your music. We jamming, bro. We'll play it for you. Let's go. Start here. We got you. Let's go. All genres. Make sure you don't have the cussing, though. That's the only thing we can't deal with. I give you one word, but look, you get rabbit with it, you got to go. We can't play that. Yeah. I mean, because you know, uh, folk act like they don't got no home training. You ain't going to send that to nobody else, radio show. Stop playing. <laughs> Every other word is boop, 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 boop. You're like, bro, I didn't even know you could put all those words together. Jeez. Right. right. <laughs> <sighs> all right, Q, what you got? Let's go. All right. So it is now time for us to introduce our guest for this evening, where we are going to be talking about social media and how we can make it work better for us. Our guest this evening is Mr. Justice Wordlock, and um, Justice is a full-time digital marketing professional. He has a passion for digital marketing, conversions, top-of-the-funnel traffic, remarketing, and back-end sales. Has forced to share more information on this topic here on uh, via his blog. 
He's been within this industry now since 2009, and he wouldn't want it any other way. After being fired countless times from retail positions and then being boarded his professional positions, he decided to venture out and create his own. He understands that with the knowledge he's acquired, he will be successful in assisting companies with, built, with building out their paid advertising channels, and that is why we have brought him to us. Uh, we know that we've got many business owners in our group and those who are aspiring to get into business, so we want to bring you the experts. So family, we'll drive family. Let's welcome Justice Ward Lawson. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey. Hey, now. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. (laughs) You are welcome. Thank you for being here. All right. So just basically on your, just from your bio in itself, we can tell that there is a passion for social media. Give us just a little background um, of what sparked your fire to want to share this with the world, how to share what you've learned over the years with your followers. I started to see that a lot of people and a lot of companies didn't really know how to sell to people online. The transaction phase that happens online, a lot of small companies, medium and enterprise level companies, they didn't know how to do it. And I figured out that it's a lot easier than we think it is. When you run the numbers and you do the data part about it, you can really sell your product, either e-commerce or B2B, straight to consumer a lot easier. And I just fell in love with it. You know, that piece that no one wants to figure out, I love figuring it out and just sharing that with a lot more people that – you know, want to make money online and want to build their business and their brand and just really have a better overall business structure. Nice. There's a lot of money online. And I think in places that we don't really even recognize. So do you, um, say you have someone that comes to you and says, you know, I've got, you know, people who are liking my posts, people are, you know, responding to me. Now, are you in the coaching aspect of that, or once they've got the product, you teach them how to monetize that? Like, how? what is your target client? Is it just tell us who your target is? My target client is both small-time entrepreneurs that you have a, you have a product or a consulting business of some sort, or you want to start your business, or you have an offline business. Um, it's all of, all of them because I have – I have a, basically a couple of clients from each one of those categories. And then I basically just really go over with them which type of advertising angle we should take. Uh, maybe we should be focusing on Snapchat media buying because girls between the ages of 13 to 19 probably want to buy your product. Maybe we need to focus on in-market audiences on Google AdWords because people are looking to solve a problem with your product or your consulting side. And then I just align that business with the right advertising angle. And then we crunch it down with the data and the numbers and the research. And I basically give them a full-blown plan, and then I execute it for them if they hire me on that angle, which I would say about 80% of my business is execution. And then from there, I just really hammer home how to actually get the sales to come in because everybody wants to make money in their business. And then I basically just break that down, how we're going to do this, how much money we're going to make, over, let's just say, a 13-month time frame, and then build that whole scope out. Okay. Okay. So you said – Go ahead, Carlo. Uh, let me dive in and then ask 
Exactly. How is it um, you get someone's mind frame trained outside of wanting a building to it's more marketable and more profitable to make money online? Honestly, it's showing them the numbers. Um, I'll give you a great example. Uh, I do advertising for a popcorn shop in Illinois, um, brick and motor. Um, he, he grew from one location last year, and now he has two. And I had to have him understand, instead of building another business to build another source of income, we needed to break down that you need to increase your e-commerce sales. Your e-commerce sales is like three different incomes wrapped into one. If we break that down into fundraisers, events, and then maybe just overall just wholesale sales online. I said we can then push advertising through Facebook ads and Google ads and Instagram to then bring in more traffic into your business. But every lead that I bring into your business, the purchase sale price is about $40. So for everybody that I can get coming through your door, on average over a course of 12 months, they're going to buy about $40 worth of popcorn. I bro- when you break those numbers down to someone and they understand the average value of a lead coming into their business over a 12-month time frame, that's when advertising works. But no one talks about this. You know, no one really shares the idea of how much, how much someone really costs to come into your business and how much money you will make over a 12-month time frame. And that's what I try to share with people on if you do this certain advertising on this type of angle, this is how much money you can make per customer over 12 months, depending on how much your product is, of course. But this is how we can really build this whole scope out. Nice. So from a, a plat- so let's talk platforms a little bit. Um, so how do how do you determine? Because I know one of the issues that a lot of um, a lot of business owners think is that they should automatically do Facebook ads. How do you what what how does a business owner know whether or not they should uh, which platform they should use? I know I saw I heard you kind of mention it a little bit earlier, but is it, is it really just about age or what are other things that they need to look at? age, the product type, and the industry. Um, I do advertising for a non-emergency transportation company based out of Illinois. And they, uh, 80% of the business is people that need wheelchair transportation that are the ages of over 50 years old. They're on Facebook, but are they going to be in the buying area of Facebook? Most likely not. But they're in the buying aspect in Google because they're going to Google, how do I get to Walmart on Tuesdays or which company will come and get me from a public transportation thing? You kind of got to look at the the industry that you're in and the age and just overall the research too. You know, if it's a a print board manufacturing company that does B2B sales, that's LinkedIn advertising. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a lot simpler when you start opening up your mind to everything outside of Facebook, and that's kind of scary for people because everything is on Facebook. And it's a great platform for advertising. I love it. But I also have to think about if you're in a B2B space, I'm going to pitch you. I'm going to offer that you look into LinkedIn and Google AdWords. I'm going to look at you maybe buying media space off of Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur.com, and other big media sites to bring in more traffic. If you're on a specific budget also, there's more things. No one's talking about Pinterest ads. 
But there are a lot of women that I know that sell hair or that own hair salons and they're beauticians. You should be using Pinterest ads. Pinterest ads holds the highest volume of women at any age level that will buy your products, but no one is doing advertising on there. I know about two two businesses, and they work with me. Hmm. No one, you know, so it, it's all about industry and it's all about consuming and opening your mind to a higher level of like, where is my target market? And it's, it is, it's in a lot more places than just Facebook. So there, I have a lot of, um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people who say things like, well, I've run ads before and gotten nothing from it. Uh, or I've read, and, I, and not just once, um, but several times. It's been quite a bit. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of ad dollars. So why should I continue to do social media ads if every time I do them, I get nothing for it? To that person, what do you say? You got to have a long term budget. It doesn't one one hundred and fifty dollars a month over a twelve month time frame. You have to be committed. Like I tell anybody, even if it's a small budget, even if it's $50 a month or whatever, 100 or 200 you have to find something that you're going to pay just like how you would pay your cell phone bill. Like you have to find a number and be consistent. You can, you can go over that number if you want to, but you have to meet that number every month because it's going to be a learning curve. You got, you get, and you have to beat out that learning curve. Because for most local businesses and small and entrepreneurs that have a employee base under 15 employees and you're doing advertising online, you're going to beat out a lot of your competition because no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you walk around, I do this every Monday, if you walk around your mall or your local shopping center and you ask who's doing advertising, a lot of them are going to say no because they're going to say it's the money. So you can beat out your competition just by being consistent at $100 a month. Okay, I have a question. So when you're, when you're uh, teaching or you're uh, coaching people about the advertising and the numbers, are you focusing on or are you offering leads at all? Is that part of your package? Or are you just uh, kind of teaching people what leads are in, in terms of advertising? Both, um, primarily a lot of leads. Sales qualify leads is what I offer, um, depending okay. on what they, depending on the business and what they want. Um, I would want to teach you how to get sales qualified leads that 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 convert into customers. Um, that's the main thing because you can't without leads you can't make money, and I like my clients to make a lot of money. So for me, I really try to show you, and I don't, a lot of times I don't show people what I do. I just do it for you and I send you a report and I break it down. Now, if you want to learn it, that's a whole nother thing. But if you want Mm -hmm. just results and then you want to learn it maybe next year, then that's all fine. But I focus on sales, like straight hard. This is how much money you made at the end of this month. This is how much money you put into it, like straight sales. It's not a lot of fluff and I don't like that. I like hard numbers, and right. that's why I have a very limited customer base because a lot of people don't like that. Um, and I have to be honest with you guys because a lot of people don't sell hard numbers. They give, well, I boosted my post on Facebook for $10, and you, nothing happened. Well, of course you didn't. You put $10 in. You know, you, you have to you – have, you have, if you want to play and make money, you have to 
play at a bigger <clears throat> angle and you have to be consistent. And that comes with solid leads as well when you get to that level. You have to – advertising is just like your business. You have to treat it seriously, and no one does. No one does. So, so are you saying that if somebody only has has $10, they shouldn't advertise, or are you saying they shouldn't expect to get a ton of, of, of leads? They should, you shouldn't get a ton. You, you don't expect to get a lot of leads. You have to okay. you have to have a solid budget. If it's going to be $10 a day over the next 30 days, that's different. But it's, if it's $10 on Monday and then the third month, the third week of the month, it's another 10 days, and then you go – into a Facebook group or you look on YouTube or you get on a call and you'd be like, well, why didn't I get any business? It's the inconsistency. You, you, have to, you have to get to a consistent part of your advertising and understand it because that's where time is going. That's where businesses are flowing to. It's the reason why Toys R Us went out of business. It's the reason why they didn't excel. It's the reason why Amazon is just selling as well. It's all about their advertising dollars. Hmm. Huh. So I have a question. Um, when, because I'm hearing that you prefer to speak the numbers, which I think is is awesome as far as factual information that you can act on. But if you get a client who needs, are are you um, going to show them how to tweak their ads to like the the graphics and things like that, or do you offer a network? of individuals or um, resources that an individual goes to to figure out how to better work the numbers that you provide? Like, are you a one resource to um, to provide the data and then the, the, the entrepreneur then acts on the data that you provide? Or do you then say, okay, this is where we are now. You need X, Y, Z things. <clears throat> Go here. And this will help you with this information, and you'll see this result, and, you know, we'll come back. and Like, is it a collaboration, or are you the one-stop shop for your clients to help them to make returns? One-stop shop. It's easier and quicker. One-stop shop. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to go over who your target market is, how much money you need to make, how your landing pages need to look, what type of typography you need to look. To use, which is something no one talks about. You know, mm-hmm. I know I know when I write my grocery list, it's going to look completely different than any woman that writes hers because my handwriting is terrible. <laughs> so we need to think on a psychology level that the typography, if I'm pitching a product to a woman and, and fitness pills or whatever, the typography I need to use for her compared to me needs to be different. Mm-hmm. That that can that can increase my conversions at least seven percent just by just by having it written in a style that is going to be better suitable for her than me. Then we're going to go over numbers on the back end. Then we're going to go over graphics: why red versus blue, green versus yellow, depending on the seasonal term of the year. Like right now, and if anyone's running ads right now, the really good colors to use: orange, blue, and gray, light gray, not dark gray. It's easier on the eyes. It's going to be easier. And then any buy buttons that you use, you use red, green, and black with an overflow of white letters. Hmm. It's, convert, it's converting right now for my clients at 23%. And oh, wow. I'm a, I'm, a one, I'm a one-stop shop. I like it. <clears throat> it's quicker. We make more money that way. Amen. 
Well, one thing I was told in learning, and I want to see, um, you know, if you agree with this, is I was told that, you know, the actual just go for it with a flyer-type deal or just layout is not the same anymore as getting a live a live movement. People are more into live movement than they are just a flyer. Is that correct? Is that just a area thing? Is that a mix it up? Or how do you kind of tailor between the two? As far as advertising, I would say mix it up. The flyers work, but when they go to that website or when they go to that, when they when they enter that phone number to get that text message to get in somewhere free, you need to have that email address so you re, you can remarket back to them cheaper. So you can remove the flyer six months six months from now. Now you own the data list, and now you can advertise that data list to your database and earn more money on the back end. Huh. So you're talking about the list that you gained. So, okay, hold on, back. <laughs> Check up. Okay. <laughs> so they see your flyer. They see your flyer. Mm-hmm. They click on it. They go to, and go to your website. You're saying from the website, you're talking about the retargeting from the website. Um, that they you you can then turn around and retarget from a video or something else. That's what you're saying. Yes, but we're not going to the website. They're gonna text three zero four two two to Rashad. Then they'll automatically get whatever free promo that Rashad is gonna give them. Now they're on Rashad's list. Now Rashad has a thousand people on his list that has already seen his first initial fly. Now you can send out more stuff without having to pay any money to do any designs and anything on that flyer and all the graphics, and now you have them in your list, and then you can advertise, re-advertise to that person on Facebook using remarketing ads, which is the thing gotcha. that Winford showed when it came to K-Swiss. Gotcha. Yep. Now, you, now you've made more money on the back end side, and, and now you, you're using both. Like, Rashad, like, you're using the flyers and advertising, but over the uh-huh. course of, like, six months to a year, now you're removing this one form of this one form of marketing, and now you're going into online paid advertising. But you're having more control over the biggest asset, which is data, which is the email address, which is the phone number. The average phone yep. number is one dollar. So if you got about three thousand people on your list, you should be making about three thousand dollars a month. If you're not, you need to call me. Okay. So, all right. So let me let me let me jump to this one real quick because I know this is a question. Um, pixels. Worth waste the time. Worth the time. What, and what are what pixels are is the best. Pixels are a piece of pixels are a piece of HTML code that you put on your website or within your app that when someone goes to it, they get cookied. And then you're able to retarget them back online. Which is what so when you me. go to speak, yes. Now, no, what happened to you probably is dynamic as we're going over that too, because I want all these entrepreneurs to know what's about to happen this holiday season, because tomorrow is November 1st, and it's about to go pixel oh, yeah. crazy. Black uh, Friday. Uh-huh. Tomorrow's like, if your kid watches YouTube videos right now, your kid is getting pixel like crazy. So <laughs> I'm telling like, like, my daughter is getting pixeled like insane. You know, so the thing with the pixels are important, but you have to understand that's what it is, and they're retargeting you 
over a 30, 60, 90, or 180-day time frame. That's why those Chanel shoes or Chanel bag that you looked at in May populates back up between November and December because they repixeled you for that product category mm. or that basketball. Or when your son or your daughter seen those same toys that they looked at in March and they started coming back again now, it's because they pixeled them. They cookied them. Mm-hmm. And now since it's the buying season, they're going to reshow that product that, oh, wait a minute, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Now, the worst thing is called, on Facebook, it's called dynamic ads. Now, dynamic ads, for any entrepreneur that wants to do this, if someone goes to your business and clicks like your hair gel or your shampoo products or conditioner products and they didn't buy that specific product, you can have that product show on Facebook that they didn't buy that single product. And until they buy that product, it will show up. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's why when you go to Expedia.com and that same exact flight that you didn't book but you were just trying to get a quote from keeps coming up, that's what it is. That's called dynamic ads. Man, I thought I was tripping when that be happening. Like, cause I get on Facebook, like if I was looking at some shoes that's just regular, I'd be looking at some shoes going got nothing to do with Facebook. And as soon as I get on Facebook, it's just shoes. It be all shoes up and down my timeline. I'm like, why is it shoes up my timeline? And I know ain't my friends don't be sitting up talking about shoes all day. So they that really is a thing, like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. That is a thing. Wow. You learn something new every day. So does the the pixels that come with Facebook does it link to any other information from that buyer from that particular customer? A particular customer does it link the information to? Yeah. 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 I noticed. Okay. Okay. I, from that pixel, I can know, I can target you within a certain credit range from a certain financial standpoint, how many credit cards you have on file, if you have kids or not, how much money in your household, total household income per gross capita you make within a year over a five-year time span. I know if you bought a Volvo or a Chevrolet within the five-year time, there's a lot of stuff that that pixel does mm-hmm. because since everybody has willingly put their life on Facebook, and now Facebook yeah. puts that pixel on, and then you you take that that pixel and put it on your website, I can do research and target niche you very specifically. I have a client that offers a specific financial business on the East Coast, and I can target anyone that has a credit score of a 600 or lower that makes under $50,000 that rents an apartment over the last three years. All because of that pixel. Their whole life in a pixel. Yeah. A user's yeah, whole pixel. life in a, in a pixel. That. Wow. Yep. Nice. Yep. It's scary. All right. But as a biz, as a business owner, it's amazing because it, yeah. you understand the you understand the capabilities like. And I tell this to all my potential clients. I just tell this to anyone in general. You understand how much more you can grow your business by just by retargeting people that already want what you want. 
Mm-hmm. If you have a product, excuse me, that want what you offer, excuse me. So if you have a specific product, you can just offer them already because they're already searching for it. Facebook yeah. gives you the be- the best targeting in the world. It's, uh, I, someone on my line says she needs to turn that pixel off. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a cross. Yeah. pixel does nothing for our self control. Like you want to just, I want. <laughs> There's a particular jacket that I've wanted that's been scrolling through my feed, and I'm here with Ramona. Like I wish I could remove myself from that pixel because it's not going to be there. It's going to stay there until I get this jacket. So yeah, I don't think it works that way. But we don't get to remove it from. We don't remove ourselves from the pixel. <laughs> and okay, I, I hurt my own bit. In the top right corner of your Facebook, when you see those ads pop up. Those three little dots on the on the right hand side. Well, I think they're horizontal. Yep. If it's an ad, if you hit that, you can basically say you can hide that ad. You can ask why are you yep. seeing that ad. Yep. And if you if you click on if everybody says why am I seeing this ad right there because I just did it and it says the reason why I'm seeing this ad is because you you are a person that is focused within the age range of 27 to 50 who live in or were recently near Chicago, Illinois. That's why you're seeing this ad. Spend the next week, everybody, and just click on that and, add, and see why am I seeing this ad, and you'll see why you're seeing these ads, and that'll explain the whole picture. Don't do that to my ass. I just though. did it, and don't it's talk. a whole paragraph of information that they give you. Don't wow. Try, don't y'all don't don't do that to none of my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> none of them, because if you do, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Mess up my algorithm flow. Leave my algorithm alone. <laughs> trying to sell some shirts and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. All right. So, all right. I know we gotta let you go, but so real quick, um, if somebody has questions or wants to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? Website justicewordlaw.net. Uh, my email is justice at justicewordlaw.net, and just type my name and just type in justice word law. I'm the only justice word law on the planet, so it's kind of easy to find me. Uh, I don't really go for sales and stuff. If you have, if anyone has any questions and you have a business, I will give you a free consultation for an hour, and we can just walk – we can just talk about your business. I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not a hard salesperson. I just want people to know what's out there. I don't, want, no, I don't want more businesses to end up like Blockbuster and Toys R Us. What's about to happen to Sears, um, mm-hmm. and, and what's about to happen to a lot of other companies over the next 18 months? I want more people to be like, what's going on with Amazon? You know, so if you have any questions, email me, find me on Facebook, send me a message, and I'll be more than willing to just sit down, Skype you, and talk and just help you walk through this whole thing of advertising because I know it's scary, and I know the YouTube videos because you don't want to pay money for a product is scarce. I just help align that path for you a lot easier because I've been through it and I know it. All right. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey, thank, 
Thank you for having me. Church. Church. And, uh, hey, I that's church. It. All that was church right there. Way to go. We'll finish this discussion later. So. All right. <laughs> All right. Everybody, like, All right. All right, thank you, buddy. We're going to have to get you for a training or something. We're going to have to do something. So. $47. Like call me 10, call me 10%. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks. Oh, that was good. That was good stuff. Good I got my stuff. own list questions on my sideline over here. I will definitely be hitting him up for my consultation. Um, so with that, we are going to move into our next song of the evening, which is Wait by Men of Vision. Wait. Isaiah 40 and 31 encourages us that they that wait upon the Lord, God shall renew their strength. There may be someone that's waiting for God to move on their behalf. This song is dedicated to you. Scripture goes on to say, they that wait, they that wait upon the Lord, God shall renew, renew One more time, baby. Change. 
In short, I'll maintain my full-time job and be June Cleaver if you maintain your full-time job and be Mr. Fix-It-All. His response was, I was being unrealistic. And the question is, was I? So was um, the poster being unrealistic about the expectation um, of this, this home-cooked meal? So, yeah, that was kind of long. So I'm going I'm to start with Q. Um, so what, you, what, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, expecting the wife to have a home-cooked meal, even if she's a stay-at-home wife, is working in the home, or is it unrealistic to expect the man to do all of the around-the-house chores? Um. I think it's unrealistic to think that one person is going to do everything all the time or do the same thing all the time. Um, I, when I looked at this post initially, I, I saw how in the extreme examples that she gave, I still got what she was trying to say. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm speaking gingerly on this particular post because these always get interesting, but I I get what she's saying, and I don't think she's unrealistic. I think that it gets very interesting when we start to discuss submission and roles and who's supposed to do what and what's acceptable or what's expected um, from one role or to, to the other. But I think that I'm not mad at this chick. I'm not mad at her at all because she basically made it plain as to what these things look like. If you're expecting this, then June was getting this. Like, if this is all, it's, it's, this is a reciprocity is key when it comes to making any relationship work. And I think compatibility is right alongside that. The man who expects this needs a woman who has no issue providing this. And he has no issue providing that for her. So, you know, I think we get real fuzzy. It gets real fray when we start talking about reciprocity. But everybody has their to-do list and list of expectations. So I think she made it real plain. I'm willing, I can do that. If, these, if I don't have to want for these things, you'll never have to want for those things. And for that, I have no issue with her. Like, that's being 100. Like, I can't fault a woman for saying, all right, cool, because if you do X, Y, Z thing, that set me up in a place to be able to do ABC things for you. We're working together. The thing works. But if I still have to come in and do ABC and then pick up your XYZ, we have an issue because now I'm only feeding your thing. I'm not getting anything from this. There's more to satisfying me than just satisfying you. And I think that's kind of what she's saying. And, yes, the options, you know, the examples she gave are extreme to some extent, you know, roofing and things like that. The average husband ain't out re- redoing roofs. But the, in 2017, the average woman is not making dinner every day before 6 p.m., hot and ready on the table when you walk through the door. So, I mean, like, we have to just be the expectation that he set was unrealistic. And I think that him, her making it plain kind of made that real for him, and he wasn't necessarily ready to receive that, <laughs> which is why she got told that her response was unrealistic. But I don't think it was unrealistic at all. It just was something he needed to marinate on a little bit more before he responded instead of dismissing it. But she was being real honest in how she responded to that man. I'm not mad at that. It wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't cocky or, 
arrogant. She was just saying, if this is what you expect, be prepared for to to, to lift. I got some expectations too, which is fair. I think okay. it's fair at all. I, I think it's totally fair. And I'm going to jump in and, that she and get, even get home by 6 p.m. I love that. Right. <laughs> I'm not even home by 6. I can't finish dinner by 6. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I hear you. But I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to get some comments from the post. Uh, let's see. One person says, I think people have unrealistic expectations due to a lack of understanding and communication. She's not wrong, although I know she was proving a point. Um, another lady says, it's it's like men want us to be June Cleaver and Cardi B at the same time, but expects us not to want Mr. Cleaver and Shamar Moore in one package. Uh, um but see, I like this one. If you're if you're not willing to do the equivalent of what your mate is, then there needs to be some meetings to get that straight. So yeah, I don't know what what do the guys think? What do you think, Winfrey? Never, never try go first on this one, please. <laughs> oh man, here you go. Well, this is what I will say. I would say that, man, because we honor the fact that, you know, women have a whole nother power status of what was, what we consider, you know, the the chivalrous times of life, even though men are still chivalrous, you know, and thirst is kind of pushed a little to the side, there's an honor to the fact that, you know, things have changed. So nobody's, like, saying, you know, hey, she can't be this, she can't be that. She can't be great. She can't be this. Here's where the problem comes in. The problem comes in in the fact that, like someone else said, communication, man. Dinner is not a big thing to ask for, but at the same time, it's the way it's said. It's the way it's communicated. It's the way it comes across because you can say it in a barbaric way or you can say it in a way of, okay, this is just something that, you know, I kind of thought was going to be happening because, oops, you get off before me. Like, that's where it really comes in. Technically, it's more of a who gets off first more, more than a, 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 a you should. And yeah. that's, not a, that's not a man or woman thing. That's just a consideration for the fact that two people who have to eat are in this house and are going to eat. If I get off first, I think it's might right ignorant of me as a man, as a woman, as a boy, as a child. Who cares, man? Like, if I got off first, and I come in the house, and I know everybody got to eat, and ain't nothing stewing or meal doing, and I sit yeah. and wait, and then the woman comes through the door, and I say, what's for dinner? Bro, you out of line. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who get mad at me. I don't care about the peeing contest or nothing like that. Bro, you out of line. Mm-hmm. You out of line, bro. That's just totally inconsiderate. If you got off at 4 o'clock, bro, it don't take nothing for you to slap some sandwiches together. It don't take nothing for you to start at least seasoning the chicken if you're going to be that kind of guy. Like, put some, yes. put some help into the – like, put some elbow grease in. Don't just be the dude that's sitting there like, rah, 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 rah. That gets oh, nothing, man. Like, and I'm sorry. Like, I, as much macho as I might show sometimes, like, let's be serious here. I'm a super fan of logic, and whoever gets off first is he or she that should at least start the process. I ain't saying you got to be the one on the grill and cooking, but at least start the process because we both got to eat, and that's just how that goes. So I'm not with that one, no. 
that's not a that's not a it's your job thing. That's a come on, man. We we communicate for better. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let me just and, go ahead and say it. I don't. I think that she. I think first of all, she was being. First of all, her rationale, not knowing specifics. So I'm interjecting myself into this. So not knowing specifics. Let me be honest and say I think if it was me. To me, it would be a little bit, it would be too much. First of all, you're comparing cooking to a whole lot of other stuff. So she was a little, it was dramatic. So in terms of that, I think that that part was off. Um, I don't cook. Like, I don't know how to cook. I got, like, three things in me. So I can cook breakfast food. I can cook chicken, of course. And I cook meat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can do that. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, and so, so for me, I'm not. There aren't going to be. It's not. If, if the expectation is that you want me to cook, then you're more likely for me to be like, hey, I'll go get some. I can go pick something up. I can do that. But that's just because I don't cook. I don't know how to cook. Um, so I think, again, I'm interjecting myself into that because that's just not something I do. Now the other stuff, I'm all for. Like. You'll never, you don't, okay, yeah, I'll make sure you get, your car got gas in it. I'll make sure your car never broke. I'll make sure, I'll do all of that. That's not a big deal. But to say that that's the prerequisite for you cooking, to me, seems like now we're not worried about working as a team. You're just trying to make it seem like, um, like I don't value what you do. And if that's how she took it, if she took it as you don't value my lifestyle, then, yeah, of course, it's about teamwork. It's about making sure. Um, we all get, you know, we all get rest. We all get through all this, and that's that's totally fine. Um, I'm I'm there, but at the same time, I think again, it's about what is your strength, what is your weakness, what do you do well, what role do you play, and if your role is to be the primary cook of the house, then that then do that. Now I'm gonna make sure all the dishes are washed. You ain't got to touch a dish, but I can't cook. So if I get off at four o'clock, unless you want me to grab something. I'm probably going to be sitting there when you get home wondering what we're going to eat because I don't know how to cook. And so um, here too, really though, can I help you? That too matters, though. You can't be the guy to get upset if you openly raising your hand that you can't cook. How you get mad at somebody that they don't want to cook if you can't cook? You're an expense <laughs> at that point. So you can't no, be I'm not mad. No, I can't. No, get, I can't I'm not saying personally you. What I'm saying is that technically it's like if you can't and I have to, why should I? At some point in time, you should learn. Like, because this is, want, like, I'm you, cooking of, ain't nothing but the difference between good cooking and bad cooking is that little button in the middle that says medium high. You don't want to play with him. There's no such thing as medium high. It's either medium <laughs> or high, and medium is the one that you want. <laughs> Here's the difference. Like, the difference is in marriage, you serve. In marriage, in marriage, we serve each other. And so if a part of my service is to do the stuff that I'm good at, again, it's not yeah. – I, I can't do it. I've tried to do it. I'm not – I burn water. Like I cannot. Kent is strong though. I'm, I'm like so Kent is strong, bro. Like I promise you, uh, uh, you stand not, there and I'm, look I'm at that so food serious. and you know you need to eat. 
camp will go out that window and you will find a way to make a bomb meal and then a bomb meal will turn into two and then two will turn into three and then three will turn into you. Pasta noodle chef yourself, man. I'm telling you, bro. I'm say, it ain't hard. I am a 38-year-old man, and I'm telling you, in 38 years, I have tried, <laughs> tried to cook multiple times, and it does I'm just not on a regular basis. It's not something I'm good at. I'm single, been single for several years, still can't cook. Like, it's not something, that, I mean, like I said, it's not something I'm just like, ah, uh, she my servant, that that's what she, she my slave, she's supposed mm-hmm. to cook. And I think that's the way it's taken. My point that's is, I think we got to yeah. get back to that's the point where, where we say we are married. And so, you know what, so my, because I'm not a, a best cook, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and make sure all this other stuff is covered. I'm going to make sure doing all this to make it as easy as I can for you. So if that means that you can't cook every day, fine. The expectation, of course, is not that you cook every single day. That's impossible. But if you say, hey, you know what, listen, I can handle four four days a week you know, or five days a week, fine, cool. Then them other two days, you know, let's get some salads. Let's do, you know, I'll make a little one thing I can make. But that's not – I don't know how to do it. So my service – to you is I'm going to do all this other stuff. I'm going to make make sure you wouldn't do this. You ain't going to never take out no garbage. You ain't (laughs) going to carry no groceries. You ain't got to get no oil change, put no gas in your car. You ain't got to do none of that. That's my service to you. So it doesn't make me any less or it doesn't make me a liability. It says that I understand what I can't do as your mate, and so I'm not going to sit up here and try to do what I can't do. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to do the best I can to That's help. Fair. But after that, I'm going to do the other stuff. That's fair because I'm just as adamant about the math. Like, I step all the way away from the math, and I know people say, oh, my God, you let her be all the way over your finance? Yeah, that's the point of being in love with the woman. That's the point of having her around. Like, she's better than you at something. Let her run it. Like, it's still our money, and I'm still going to get what I want and when I need it. It's just I don't need to be in control of the money, and I can openly say that. Like, that's not my strong point. I'm horrible there. Now, as far as, like, you know, back to the cooking thing, this is the thing, though. All I will say is that, like, if you can't learn, if you can't learn, then, like you said, boss up where you tight at and don't push the envelope <laughs> where you ain't. Because, man, you pushing for a fight. Don't push for no fight, bro. Like, save yourself from a fight. And yep. that's the main point of it. It's like, man, if you know you can't cook, but I, I, I said all that to say, Winfrey, you can't be this bad. And I ain't going to put no names in it. But there's no way. Would you try to – well, Winfrey, can you fry fish in a, uh, in a stewing pot? Like well, a, let me a tell, slow okay, cooking. So let me, a slow cooking. Well, let me tell you, you what I'm going to and try to fry fish. Let me tell you what I tried. Let me tell you what I tried to do. So so we had I had a deep fryer. I have a deep fryer. I tried to cook fish in fry fish in the deep fryer. Okay? I know how to I know how to bread. I worked at KFC. I know how to bread and still didn't and I and I didn't I took it out too early. So it's like, and then I tried it again. Okay, I took it out too early. And I take it out too long, and then I'm like, I'm like, this is just frustrating. I just don't know how to do it. Do you know how to cook but a noodle? Think, hey, we're not supposed to go down the list of what Winfrey knows how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I'm like, bro. We need to man, do I need like hey look I do I need to pull the fellas aside and have a cooking like a cooking thing? Like gee whiz, fellas, like is that bad? For me it is. But I think I don't even think it's it's about if the I think it just depends on what um it, I think it boils down to the expectations. Like it's more than just the food and and what right. and what she's saying. That is really it. Really is expectations. So if you going into the relationship or marriage already knowing that there's something that you can't do and you know you're gonna do something else, I don't think this would be an issue. I think it's the issue for the people who only have the expectations of you know one set or the other. Like they're not saying let's be equal. They're actually saying okay, a woman should do this. And a man should do should do this. To me, if it's a a modern day relationship, you know you can't really honestly do that anymore. So it's just a mute argument to me because there's nothing, you know, that we do uh, that's totally like June Cleaver or whoever from back in that time. So those expectations just need to be to me just be off the table. Period. And then the world be a better place. Just take them off. It don't, it don't matter who does what. Yep, do what you good at. <laughs> but anyway, did somebody else have something on the live feed? <laughs> <laughs> they over here trying to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> My live uh, feed is got stuff going out the whimper right now. We're taking up collections <laughs> for him cooking classes. We got a supervisor right. on the way. <laughs> Man, I got Cuzzo, man. Don't worry about it. I got Cuzzo. I'm going to show Cuzzo how to make at least five dishes so that at least during the weekday, the 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 uh, Reverend Netta will uh, at least be able to chill five times. I'm going to show bro how to make five easy ones. Don't worry about it. We got that. So that's going to be the follow-up show on uh, cooking with uh Ray Chan. Oh, Ray Chan can cook. That's not that's not <laughs> disputed. I can cook. Like I'm not saying that to I be can't. bragging or nothing like that, but Ray Chan can cook. Uh, I'm all right in that department. My problem is, is that I don't like to cook all the time, and you know, living by myself, I don't know how to proportion the right way, which is a whole nother show, which probably makes sense. How do you proportion groceries or cook the right way for one person? Like yeah. that's where my issues come in. So I end up spending more money on fast food than trying to cook. So that's where the issue comes out of me. I'm not cooking for a lot of people, though. I'm here by myself 80, 90% of the time. But you can eat it. You can eat it more than one time. But that becomes a problem, too, because don't nobody like leftovers after the second day. Like, you can only eat your own spaghetti so many times. You can only, and if it ain't cold, wow. you don't want chili two, three times. And I, I mean, it's like, then it becomes a redundancy thing. And it's like, I just can't. I just can't. And you know, like a personal steak costs $20 for one cookup. And we ain't even talking about the sides that go with it. So, yeah, no, it's too hard. I'd rather just go get a burger and call it a night. $5 bag <laughs> and go sit back down. Maybe you so unhealthy. I don't have no choice. What choice right. do I have? It's the quickest well, we way to get fed. <laughs> we'll let y'all discuss y'all uh, <laughs> right. a little bit more. We're going to have a follow-up show with that. 
Um, but we have to get that on to. That might be a good show, though. Like that, that's look, that's even in your money mentoring right there, Burns. Help us get off the fast food and teach us how to cook yeah. for one. You could teach <laughs> me that one, Burns. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna enlist. I'm gonna enlist some people. We gonna do. Well, for real, I'm serious. I need that lesson because that's a tough one. Uh, okay, we're gonna make out to some shelves, but we're gonna go on to Chris Brown. Uh oh. 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 Pour some liquor for doggy, pour a shout out for proof Illustrated and demonstrated, these lyrics is clarified You think he a he got some heart, he a testify Tell him you and your mans, how you moving them grams No Pastor Troy, we doing numbers, call that Billy Graham They infected with fake hustle, they moving that spam Got the ham and the chicken, got the in the kitchen Watch the pots in the dishes don't see the mission until they stuck in submission. Power moves the position. Autopilot on this. Intuition they fishing. Jim Brown, not Chris. I'm in Virginia with this. Work, 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 work. Dancing out the pot. Chris Brown. It's all up on my. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. By the pocket. Chris Brown. I'm all up in your city with that Chris Brown. Keep it wrapped like Trojan, stay strapped like CPL, nigga, I'm legal, pop top. 
City with that Chris Brown. Love that song. Love it. Chris Brown. 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 I'm all up Bye in damn. the city with that Chris Brown. I do my wide tootsie with the Chris Brown. I'm a butterfly, Chris Brown. All right, we know what time it is, I guess, huh? Oh, yes. It's my favorite time. <laughs> it is the time. Sorry. This is my jam, so I'm still kind of in the zone from that. So, Scoop Nation, it is the time that we all come together and pass collection plates, <laughs> wave our hands, treatment, and our one and only Miss Cicely, Cicely Wilson, our fast, our passing, our fire talk. Oh my God! I'm all, I've been off for a while. Our fire starter. Thank you. I miss my words. I'm looking at this live feed on this screen. I got too much going on. But our fire starter, Miss Cecily Wilson. Welcome, sugar. Please forgive me for your intro. I've been off. I apologize. But I miss you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> hello, my love. Hello, hello, hello. It is more than okay. Sweetie, you have enough deposit in the account with me that you can afford to make a withdrawal or two, okay? Let's just establish that. <laughs> Can I make a withdrawal? Listen, no, no. You, who, who is that? Who is that? Oh, look, I know I don't get no withdrawal. She told me. Who is that? I don't even get to be restored this week. I'm who is that? Listen, Sean, you already so started no, 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 in the negative, right. honey. I understand my demotion. You started in the NSF, okay? Can we say that? Oh, you started in NSFPs. Lord, I we bless you. I cannot deal. <laughs> but we love you. But I love you. But I love you. It's okay. It's I, I love people from afar, too. Yes, I do. Hello to my school squad. Hello, everyone. Love, love, love to you. I miss y'all. So good to be with you. My Kels, my Wynn, my Keela, and even my Rashad. You know, you got the most love, honey, because you need it. Okay, this is your girl, Sis Living Story. I'm the air founder of Passion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encouraged, confidence, and communication. I am a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Okay, so today... We like to talk about the topic of where my impact players at, okay? Where my impact players at, all right? One of my favorite terms of impact player. I'm an impact player. How many impact players we got in the house? I know all of my school squad is impact players, right? Indeed, indeed, okay? Y'all can, y'all can, yeah. Yeah, y'all can testify, okay? Yeah, so can, so can, y'all can testify on that. Listen, so for everyone in the Scoop Nation, okay, just want to give you a jokes, right, of 
exhortation, of encouragement, of uh, fire juice, right, to get you throughout this time. We are nearing the end of the year, you guys. We are getting to the holiday season. It's getting colder out and things of that nature. It's getting towards the end of the year where many people at this time, getting towards the end of October, where uh, many people may begin to lull and hibernate, right, in certain areas of their life. And um, they just kind of, you know, might, might get a little flat in their rope, right? They just might, you know, ease off of maybe some of the, the goals, listen, the, all the New Year's resolutions and things like that. Who knows where those are by this point, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in the 10th mm-hmm. month. Have you revisited those things? Do you remember what you intended to do? I mean, those are the types of things that we're talking about. Um, you might have just given up on it, right? You just might have just said, you know what, I'll, I'm just trying again in 2018. You know, I'm just going to start off fresh. That's typically the type of conversation that's going on right now. But listen, the first father cannot allow you to do that, not on my watch, okay? You have two more good gusto months in order to commit, all right? You can't afford some of us to lose momentum, acceleration, and traction in certain areas of your life. So I need you to um, hammer down and be the impact player that you were born to be. So let's talk about this impact player for a second. Who is that and what do they look like? An impact player is a mover. They're a shaker. They're a go-getter. They're, they have consistent conquests. They are conquering. They are more than a conqueror. They're moving forward. They're unstoppable. They're persistent. They have perseverance. They're progressive. They're a solutionist. They add value, and they leave a space better than they found it. Okay? That's an impact player. Now, let's talk about that word. Let's just break it down even a little bit for that word impact. I love this. You know I'm a wordsmith, so I'm going to give you some um, context and some definition. So impact is an encounter. It's a hit. It's an impingement. It's a jar. It's a jolt. It's a jounce. It's a kick. It's a knock. It's a meeting. It's a percussion for all those drummers out there. It's a pound. It's a punch, just to name a few. An impact, okay, moves you, all right, just to make a real plane, okay? When you've been impacted, it will move you in some way, okay, either internally or externally. Now, to be an impact player, You have to have an environment and conditioning, okay, both internally and externally, that will continue in that vein of impact. In order to continue in that vein of impact, any of us, even the best of us, can wane in our place of impact if we're not uh, cautious, if we're not intentional, if we don't remain aware, even the fire starter included. Okay, so we have to be where it's not on autopilot. An impact player is not someone that is um, can afford an autopilot. There's no autopilot for fire. There's no autopilot for impact, for a hit, for a jolt. You have to think of electricity. Okay, you have to think of something that stays lit. Right, there's no autopilot for that. So you have to stay lit in a way. And then think about it: there are waves, there are surgences that go into electricity, that goes into lightning, that goes into things that cause it to have the response and the impact that it does. It's not on automatic. It's not automatic. It's not on autopilot. So you have to create an environment, a culture, and a conditioning for this. Um, the world is counting on us as impact players, you guys, to lead the charge to blaze the trail, 
to make the path, to forge the way, to go ahead and to go before. Let me add to finish strong. Hello. To finish strong in your 2017. Okay. Don't give up on October 31st. <laughs> right. The year is not over yet. Okay. Don't give up. Right. On your intentionality. Don't give up on your focus. Don't give up on your goals. Don't give up on your plans um, on October 31st when you have two more strong months to make your right and to prepare and to set yourself up in a righteous way for your 2018, okay? So I want you to um, know that there are certain things that cannot be permissible or even acceptable for an impact player in order to remain, in order for you to remain in such state. Listen, it's not um, an easy um, task, right, to carve to be an impact player. It can be challenging. But flack is not a luxury that an impact player can allow. I will say that again. Flack, S-L-A-C-K, is not a luxury that an impact player can afford. Okay? You must keep your gaze and your scope high always as an impact player. When you don't feel it, when you don't see it, when you're not assured of it, you have to keep your gaze and your scope high, and you have to say what it is that you want. I teach my clients all the time, don't say what you don't want, right? So you have to say what you want, and you have to keep your gaze and your scope high. Listen, I want you to get this quote. Somebody um, put this in the text. I don't recall the author of this quote, um, but it was somebody profound, that's for sure. It might have been me. Who knows? But this is the quote. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the quote is this. Aim to be rich so that you will at least have comfort. For if you only aim for comfort, then you will settle for poverty. I'm going to say that again. Aim to be rich, we can say, or wealthy, so that you will at least have comfort. For if you only aim for comfort, then you will settle for poverty. Uh, What does that mean, Firestarter? I'm glad you asked. When you're aiming for a mark in a typical state, you won't typically hit it spot on frequently. Many of the times, okay? There will be some exceptions where you're going to get a bullseye, and that's a glorious day, right? But that's not a typical day. That's an exception, not a rule. But even if you get fairly close, but this is the reason why you must aim, always aim higher, okay? Your aim must always be higher than the acceptable margin. I'm going to give you an example. When you uh, aim for a five-figure salary, let's say, you know, you say 50 grand, that's suitable for me, you might get the median of that, okay, or God forbid, four figures, okay, because you aimed, your highest point was at 50 grand, so you might actually level out at 30, or God forbid, okay, on an hourly rate, all right, for for an hourly figure. Um, but then if you aim for a six figure, you may level out at a high five figure salary. But if you aim for seven figures, then you should minimally expect to live comfortably in at least mid six figures. Are you following me? 
So you always have to have your aim at a higher state than um, the comfort zone, if you will. To live like, like in business, also, for example, it's not sensible to look for a 100% conversion rate on a sale at any time. It's not sensible to do that. No, it might happen, and that's awesome, and that's an exception. But if you have anywhere from a 50 to a 70% conversion rate, right, when you're aiming for a sale, that's actually a pretty great day because you're not going to convert them all at the same time. Right, and it takes usually uh, people to hear and ask seven times before they respond with a yes. You, they have to hear the ask at least seven times before they're even ready to respond. So you know, do the math with that. I want my impact players to also stretch always to go beyond your place of comfort, and intentionally look for intentionally keyword. Look for atmospheres, people, language, and activity that will do that for you. That's going to stretch you beyond your place of comfort. It's not comfortable always, and typically it won't be comfortable most times. But remember, the growth is found in the tension. But you need to aim to appeal to settings that will make you better, even if it may be beyond your experience or be different for you, okay? Sometimes you got to feel like a fish out of water. Listen, if you if you feel camping out at five figures and you're hanging in a room full of millionaires, you're going to automatically feel like a fish out of water. <laughs> you are. Because you are out of water, dear. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean you don't want to end up there because they're going to you're going to ascertain they're going to impart something to you even through conversation that you didn't have had you not been in that atmosphere. Why is comfort not enough for an impact player? Because comfort only takes care of you. That's a my for and no more mentality. Okay? A my for and no more mentality. That's comfort. That's what comfort looks like. Impact players don't think that way, though. They don't think in the way of comfort. They are visionaries at best. They think beyond themselves. They are resources for not only themselves and their family, for the community, for their city, going to their state, and then nationally, internationally, and then globally. That's an impact player. An impact player's vision typically goes beyond their years on earth. It should honestly bring a level of reverential and humbling fear to you that you are incapable of bringing that vision to pass without the minimal commitment of bringing your best physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self to the party at all times, as much as it is possible for you. You must. An impact player must be unapologetically mindful of their associations to keep like-minded impact players around them. Notice that you never see an eagle flying with a buzzard, or you never see an eagle flocking with a chicken, or you never see an eagle wading in the water with a duck. You won't see it. And even if you did see it, it might look pretty strange to you, right? <laughs> because why? An eagle is on a whole different level of expanse. This is just, just in their wingspan alone, okay? It, it spans across the span of at least eight feet or more. 
so they're on a whole different level of expanse just by spreading their wings. That's why it's conditioned for high altitudes in the sky. I don't know about you, but I only like to keep hungry people around me in my inner circle. I must. I must be around those with the capacity to bring me up and to move me forward because that's the only direction I'm committed to traveling in in my life. I cannot go back because I've come too far, and every time I think about downplaying anything, it makes me sick to my stomach. I was meant to be massive. I was meant to be big. I was meant for enlargement, and I was meant for increase. I exhort all of you to discover your zone as an impact player and to find your tribe so that you can continually soar in your sphere of impact in the sky. Questions, comments, concerns? My fingers can't keep up. Mm, mm, mm. I didn't have to paraphrase. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of what you just talked about was getting uncomfortable for, like, comfort is not the goal. I think we so often never. want to be comfortable. You know what I mean? I just don't want to have to stress. I just don't want to have to yes. get to this point. Like to exceed that, to get past yes. just saying, okay. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. That, that's a whole nother level of knowing that you've got yourself. Like, I love that. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no one can avoid it. No one can avoid it. It's your biggest enemy. We all desire that. It's humane to do so. But you never want to get comfortable, no pun intended, in the place of comfort to the extent that you live there and you never want any rufflings. You never want any waves. You never want any tension. That's not reality. That's escapism and it actually is very cowardice to think that way. I wanna I wanna say the the part I liked was about um you know who what you who you associate with and what you associate with once you get to a certain point. I think you yes. have to associate beyond your comfort too. You uh, do. If you want to expand, you just have you're gonna to have to you know you're gonna to have to stretch yourself and not just think that you can work with certain people or work with certain you know cities or cultures or whatever. Yes. You have to. You have to step yes. out. You must. You must. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. You must. You can learn something from anyone. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can learn something from anyone and everyone and everything, and that is the reason why we should keep awareness, you know, because everything is teaching us. Everything, you know, the birds can teach you something in the air. They don't have to be human. <laughs> you know, if you got your sensitivity upright, you can be able to receive from birds. You can re- receive from inanimate objects. You just can, but you have to live intentionally that way, and that's how impact players live. We'll listen, you guys. I love you to life. If there are no qu- more questions, comments, or concerns, please go back, uh, listen again, yeah. get the notes. Um, I love you guys so, so much. This uh, Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. This has been Passion Talk. We've just given you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. This is your girl, the fire starter. You're not loving you. That's not a thing you can do about it. Listen, stay lit, and we'll see you real soon, okay? Peace out. Yeah. Mwah. See you later, honey. Thank you.
Love it. <laughs> Just love her. That was dope. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right, yo. We got last words. Yeah. Uh, I need you. Who's me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> so tomorrow, I know on last week I brought it up and gave you all a brief overview. Um, but tomorrow from 6 to 9 p.m., we are hosting our letter writing event to help free um, Tondaleo Hall. She has been incarcerated for, I believe, 13 years now, 30-year sentence, um, where she was convicted pretty much for not leaving her domestic, her uh, abuser fast enough. So what we are doing is we are petitioning the uh, parole board. We are we are petitioning the district attorney here in Oklahoma County to free her. We want her to be released with time served so she can go back to raising her family, living a productive life. So meet us tomorrow from 6 to 9 at 7210 Northwest 39th Expressway, Bethany, Oklahoma, 73008. Come out, hang out with us. I've got templates for you. You don't have to do a whole lot of thinking. It's not a big, long, drawn-out thing. But we do have a goal. We want you there. Um, to help share in solidarity for domestic violence. I'm super excited about this event. It would do my heart a whole lot of good if it came out. Um, this is a collaboration with my company, by Design, Curvy Kitten, and um, Scoop and the Rent of Big Man's uh, company. So we are really, really wanting to come together and um, show our solidarity for this woman and for this cause. So if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. In the Scoop. So um, go ahead and click going, <laughs> and if you've got any questions, I'll hit me up, and I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow from 6 to 9. That's all. <laughs> all right. Um, who's that, Cornelia? <laughs> <laughs> yes, come out to the the, um, the letter writing party tomorrow. Hopefully Cornelius will be gone by then, but if not, you guys will get to meet Cornelius. Right. No, right that week. Anything else, Kel? Nope. Have a good week. Be productive. I hope you feel better. Yeah. Hello? Uh, I actually just want to spend my time to say, yo, I'm a 100% an advocate for what Q was saying. So if Q could give that information again for those that might have missed it or might be thinking they want to hear or want to come out, I want to spend my time giving information that's going to actually matter because I'm going to make time <laughs> to make time to be there tomorrow, man, because that's important, man. So Thank definitely, you. I would like to spend time on that. So Q, if you could, again, give them the information on where they need to be tomorrow in Oklahoma so we can make a move to make a move to do something important about something important. Yes, we will be at 7210 Northwest 39th Expressway. That is in Bethany. Um, uh, Tomorrow, writing letters. I've got all of the information. I've got all of your materials. Come out and just bring your bodies. You can bring – oh, actually, I did have a caveat, and thank you, Rashad, for giving me this extra few moments because – Originally, I stated that kids are welcome. If you've got older kids, please bring them. But Candace has advised us that actually there's going to be a whole new event due to the um, the excitement surrounding this and the amount of le- uh, children who wanted to come. There's going to be a whole separate origami 
creation event for the baby. So I'll be back bugging you all over again to get the babies involved in this project in, uh, also. So bring your older kids that you don't have to super supervise, but bring them so they can write letters as well tomorrow from 6 to 9, uh, 7210 Northwest 39th Expressway in Bethany. Looking forward to see you guys. Thank you, Rashad. Right, Appreciate guys. that, Shook. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for for listening tonight. Um, we had a great show, great conversation. Thanks to Justice Wordlaw for coming on and, and dropping that, that knowledge on us. Uh, thanks to our co-hosts. You guys are awesome as always. Q, Tuzzo, Kells, Cornelius, thank you. Um, to all of our event team, thank you. To Sicily uh, Victoria, thank you, ma'am. Awesome as always. To all of our artists um, who submit music to us, thank you. Make sure you guys go and download um, new Boy Exposure, our magazine, if you haven't, um, by going to newboyexposure.org. Y'all, if you need a realtor, if you're looking for a commercial property or a residential, y'all hit Teresa Taylor up and Keller Williams. Um, and then last but definitely not least, um, don't forget tomorrow to hit um, to, uh, tomorrow to hit the word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns. You have a good rest of your week. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and we will be back next week. Next week, we got relationships. With Daryl O'Neill, so y'all want to make sure y'all tune in. If you guys have never heard Daryl O'Neill, he is the real deal. So um, be here next week. Love y'all. Have a this day. is goodbye. I want one last try. You just can't give up. Can't you see the tears in my eyes? Thank uh-huh.